0: Are you ready for
1: this? Go! The Groove.
0: Groove Cafe. The Groove Cafe, right here on RX Radio. I am Crystal. Always excited to have these conversations with my guests. Today, I have a clinical psychologist and wellness coach joining me. She is the founder and director of Lisa Safe Haven Foundation and the host of Lisa Talks, an online mental health awareness initiative. Elizabeth Atim, welcome to the Groove Cafe. Thank you.
1: Thank How you. are you? <laughs> I'm good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining me. I'm just excited. I'm just excited to talk to you. How is your day
1: going? My day is going good. I have been on leave, so I'm back excited. Are you just back from
0: leave today? Uh Uh-huh. Today is my first day. (laughs) Lucky are those. (laughs) So so tell me a bit about your journey. Are you Ugandan?
1: Yes, I am Ugandan. Uh-huh. Born and <laughs>
0: from,
1: raised? Mm, born and raised in Kampala, but I'm from uh, Oyam, mm-hmm. Amelani.
0: Okay. Amelani. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, my mom is from Mbale, but my dad is from the north, from the Namaste,
0: So. Okay. So yeah. you are a clinical psychologist by profession. Is that yeah. something you thought you wanted to do when you were 10 years <laughs> old? like really no not at all (laughs) what did you want to be then a dancer or what
1: (laughs) no like I I think I wanted to be um, you know working in the bank because I had a sister who was working in the bank and like you know she would dress up and look smart and all those things (laughs) and I was like in the bank that's Uh my place
0: (laughs) wear those nice suits and (laughs) high heels (laughs) yeah okay where were you where did you go to school
1: Yeah, well, for high school, I went to a school called uh, Bishop Mm Siprihano Kihangire, it's in Mm Luzira. Yeah, and from there, that's when I joined Makere University and uh, I did community psychology. Mm -hmm. So how I even ended up in community psychology, as I had told you, I wanted to be a banker, so if it wasn't... You know, a banker, those things of like, you want to be a pilot, you just can just with things when you're young. Uh-huh. You be a pilot, or maybe like journalism. So, some of those were some of the courses that I had put, and someone had suggested to my dad, well, there's a course called Community Psychology, mm-hmm. and it's a good one. So, mm-hmm. it was my
0: third choice. Okay, your third choice.
1: Yeah. Uh, and your dad, <laughs> dad was on
0: board. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh huh. So, so so when you got there, you started at Macquarie, right? Yes. Was it what you expected? Like I I even didn't know what the spelling of psychology. Was. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 if you were me to spell psychology, I would have spelled different stuff <laughs> But when <laughs> when I got there, when mm-hmm. I got there, it was. Like, the course was just so amazing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe just seeing this particular lecturer that came and she was like, I am the Nakalawa, and I'm your lecturer for this, this, and that. And, um, you know, a clinical psychologist, master's student and all that. And I was like, wow, mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to do clinical psychology. Okay. But for me, you know what I was learning about psychology and the mind and behavior, helped me, you know, understand myself, be more aware about who I was and whatever I was going through mm-hmm. in the moment. And I wanted to learn more. I wanted to know more. And for me, it, it was towards the end of finishing my under, undergrad degree when I lost my dad. Okay. I lost my dad. And yes, it's, you know, people lose, lose loved ones, we do go through grief mm-hmm. and all that. But then mine was so for long like I was always everyone knows this is a happy girl she's always happy even if something goes wrong she doesn't you know take long she snaps back Mm -hmm. but when I lost my dad I went through I don't know for long but like I've never known sadness like I knew that time Mm -hmm. because yeah I had lost my mom uh, when I was in primary school so me and my dad we were tight yeah they were close like ah that new girl and all those things Mm -hmm. so for me, it even gave me, more. I remember I was doing my um, dissertation that time and I was wanting to know more about depression because I was feeling something I had never felt before mm-hmm. and I had, you know, I was learning about it, I was studying about it. And for me, one of the goals for even going forward to becoming a clinical psychologist, I was focusing on depression because mm-hmm. I had gone through some of the symptoms mm-hmm. and I wanted to, to to learn more and to be able to help people who are at risk of, you know, having it or who are already there and just helping them, you know, know, teach them one or two things that helped them come out
0: of it. All right. I see what you mean by, you know, it really Mm -hmm. helped you have a better understanding of yourself because grief, the grieving process is different for everyone. You know, some people Mm -hmm. think, you know, after a few weeks, a few months, you should be able to just move on. And it's different for everyone. And I guess in the same way, depression is different for everyone as well. Yes. Okay. So, so you managed to finish, and at that point, you had a better awareness of depression. But I think it also also guided you more in terms of where you were heading, right?
1: Definitely. Definitely, mm-hmm. it guided me because I remember at first, like at campus, I would say I wanted to do: <laughs> forensic
0: psychology, and I had such a of like FBI. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> All those shows, I tell you, they can confuse you. <laughs> you know.
1: <laughs> okay. Uganda, yeah, but Uganda, we don't have forensic psychology. No. Mm-hmm. So, of course, clinical psychology was my other,
0: my other option. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: So, so when did you start? Uh, you know, Lisa Safe Haven and Foundation. When did you start that? Because okay. and mm. to become a wellness coach, what what needed to happen for you to become a wellness coach?
1: Mm, I think a lot, a lot of learning, but also the will, the willingness to serve, the willingness to give back, because not all the people that need our services look for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for me to start, I, I actually started with the Lisa Talks, which started um, during uh, twenty twenty. Uh, lockdown, mm-hmm. so when we had the first lockdown and we were in this place of like, so many people are anxious right now, or uncertain about the future, so what can I do to give back, what would I do to, you know, to give back and I had, you know, during that time before, because usually in my personal life and in my space, I usually like to have a things of like I'm talking about mental health or I'm just talking about life so I had a couple of friends who were coming up to me and they were like oh you could do something you could do something mm-hmm. so when the lockdown happened that's when I was like how did I start up something? So I sat down with a few friends of mine mm-hmm. We can discuss You can start up online uh, Facebook, maybe Instagram As it grows. So mm-hmm. that's how I started I opened up a page I was calling upon people to reach out for And I was doing it for free mm-hmm. So they reach, they reach out in the, the inbox You want therapy and can have it on Facebook Or you know, on WhatsApp wow, So that's okay. how it, yeah.
0: okay.
1: so it was Great was yeah.
0: So you really looked at mental health awareness and yeah, it's considering what the world was going through. I think we've, we all know <laughs> that mm-hmm. it's important to have these conversations around mental health. Um, yeah. A bit of your background, you worked at Butabika Hospital, at a mental health clinic as well, and you yeah. and a number of projects. Can you tell us about that?
1: Yeah, well, uh of course, uh when you're studying to become a clinical psychologist, it's mandatory. So even in school, I had practicum in the Tarika where you're mm-hmm. literally seeing patients, you know, working. And for the practicum, you're learning, but of course, with time, you're really doing the, same, the real thing, the real deal. So I was there for a year, mm-hmm. then also at Mulago. Mental health clinic. I was also there for a few months mm-hmm. and that's when I got an opportunity to work and serve with uh, UN women under that uh, the project, the capacity project. So of well, that course it was under been,
0: KCCA at the time?
1: Yes. Okay. Under case yeah, under KCCA. So yes, of course there uh, we would have uh, victims of uh, of uh, you know domestic violence Mm -hmm. and all that and yes so they needed the help to follow up with police and so forth they also needed the therapy so I also did that for a year Mm -hmm. that was 2020 not until uh, when that project ended this year I got an opportunity a great opportunity that I treasure and no, I'm just humbled to be working with this new organization, Medicine South Frontiers, mm-hmm. Doctors, because,
0: without
1: <laughs> Doctors Without Borders. Borders, because this is a new experience. Yes, some of the patients that we see here still have some of the conditions or that I was handling and managing before, mm-hmm. but like here, because um, Medicine South Frontiers here in Elua in a camp called Omugo we are working with Sudan refugees. Mm-hmm. So some of their experiences are intense. Like it's on another level. Just give me a depression that mm-hmm. other people I'm not and I'm not trying to pity other people maybe in Kampala that I was working with. But like some of their stories and experiences the trauma, mm-hmm. Yes, like it's so much and I remember like for the first week I felt like, you know, I was an emotional cushion, like just talking ends up saying, people are crying, people are crying, like you see over six sessions a day, and all of them are just weeping, all of them are just crying, and I'm like, Lord, that's very heavy, <laughs> mm-hmm. yes, so that's basically been my journey, right now, I'm working with medicine frontiers. I uh this year, that's when I, I registered, is the heaven, something that I am working on, so just in case, because this is a project as well, so when this project, and I can have time mm-hmm. to be fully devoted to Lisa self-hazard.
0: Wow. Hazard. What has mm. been, you know, you talked about your experience working in all these different hospitals and, you mm. know, and clinics and, and now you work uh, with Doctors Without Borders. Um, what mm. has been the most eye-opening thing for you on your journey, especially working as a wellness coach and a clinical psychologist?
1: well one of the eye-opening things is, is first of all like you need to continue learning you need to continue doing research in this field like mm-hmm. yes you know yes the conditions may sometimes look alike but they present different with different people okay. so could you yes, give an example so- of that well, as I said of course as I was comparing with some of the clients I was having in Kampala
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the ones that I am having here depending on the context of what made them get PTSD or you get now for example let me tell you this one with Sudan refugees it could be war and all those things mm-hmm. and in Kampala it could be something else but they definitely had symptoms of PTSD so knowing that it's still PTSD mm-hmm. though the context in which it happened is Different. different. So for me, yeah. Mm. So for me is learning and you know, just continuing to, to learn more and find ways of how to be better mm. in uh in this field. And for me another thing is that, you know, mental health is important because I remember at one point in Ka- I was in Kampala and I was like, but are there jobs, very really jobs for psychology? <laughs> like in grief, really, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this really a thing and just since you know, twenty twenty lockdown it has just know just showed me that you know mental health is key psychologists are necessary psychiatrists Mm -hmm. are necessary in this country Mm -hmm. in this generation so for me it's something for me to be proud of Mm -hmm. Mm.
0: okay wow that's amazing and Mm -hmm. uh you said uh lisa talks is mostly is it on facebook that someone would be able to to follow the page
1: Yes, it's currently on Facebook as Lisa Talks Mm and on Instagram as
0: Lisa Talks as well. And on Instagram as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, so since you're talking about mental health, as we wrap up, can you, Mm -hmm. you know, we keep talking about how when it comes to our bodies, we need to take care of our bodies, feed Mm -hmm. our bodies, nurture our bodies. Mm -hmm. And then we keep saying, you know, that's kind of the same thing with mental health as well. You must take care of your mind and your well-being. Any tips Mm -hmm. for that?
1: Well, definitely, of course, as you have mentioned, you may take, you know, good care of your body. But at the end of the day, you know, how how you think and how you feel will affect your body. So if you're just taking care of your body and not what your mind is trying to say or how you are feeling, Mm -hmm. then you are not doing it all. So uh, maybe some of the tips basically is to, I think, first of all be aware know what triggers you what triggers crystal what makes crystal sad Mm -hmm. what makes crystal angry the moment you know what triggers you you know you can then try to figure out other things and another thing is try to see what's maintaining because at the end of the day you might seek help you might go see a psychologist but then you're still around the maintaining factors that Mm -hmm. triggered you in the first place Okay. so that's Yeah, so that doesn't help. But also, know, when the moment you are aware and know your triggers, you can know when you're going, you know, Mm -hmm. to that that, that deep end. And then you can get get help immediately. And, you know, for the men out there, they usually say that men do not cry out, men do not do this and that. But men as well, like, just like women, they do need help. Mm -hmm. They do do need someone to talk to and help them figure out, you know, whatever is. Going out, so definitely seek help. But there are so many tips that I could give that will help you physically and mentally. I can't finish them all, but just be aware, know your triggers. You don't want to maintain it, and and seek help when you can't figure it out. Seek help. And some of the indicators that you can know that your mental health is just you know going down if you start having sleep issues. Like sleep is important. As long as you find yourself every day in a week you're not sleeping mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. You're, preoccupi- you're preoccupied with thoughts, your appetite is going, mm-hmm. you know, you're just full with negative thoughts, negative feelings, you're now withdrawing, that's a sign for you to talk to someone, mm-hmm. seek, seek help so mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Okay, Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining me. Mm-hmm. This was thank lovely you. and uh mm-hmm. yeah, for, for your passion. Thank you for sharing. You've told us where thank we can you. find Lisa Talks online. What yes. about you? Yes. How would we get in touch with you?
1: <laughs> well, right now physically, I am in the
0: camp, which is in Arua. In Arua,
1: hmm Yes. But so online?
0: Are you on LinkedIn? Are you...
1: Well, not yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh,
1: not yet on, maybe like on, the, on the Twitter mm-hmm. as Liz Ateem. Liz Tim, on yes, Twitter.
0: Please. Okay, yes, well, please. we can find you on Twitter then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you so much for making the time to chat thank with me. Too. And mm-hmm. yeah, stay well. And mm-hmm. yeah, keep doing what you're doing, making a difference. Okay, thank you. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Groove Cafe, Rx Radio. Happy Vibes, Sweet, Sweet Connections, The Groove.